Grazina Batsevich's music can go at a fair pace, and she could be cheeky with it. Or, as she put it, Nature bestowed upon me a certain talent and also a little something that enables me to use this talent. Deep inside, I possess a minuscule invisible motor that allows me to accomplish a task in ten minutes that would take others an hour or more. Thanks to it, I run, not walk. I speak fast. Even my pulse beats faster than normal. And I was born two months premature. I was born for action. Getting to know the music of Grazina Batsevich is like stepping into a marvellous world that you never knew existed. Smart, distinctive, deceptive. Born in 1909 in the city of Łódź, nowadays at the very heart of Poland, but back then the fifth largest city of the Russian Empire, Grazina had a mixed heritage. In her family, her father, also crucially her first music teacher, was Lithuanian, while her mother was Polish. And so the boys were raised Lithuanian, while she and her sister Wanda were raised Polish. That was just the way they did things back then. Grazina gave her first public recital on the violin aged seven, and music simply became her life. After graduating from the local school, she headed to Warsaw to study violin, piano and composition at the conservatory, as well as philosophy at the university. In 1932, she graduated from the conservatory with two diplomas. Her composition teacher, the brilliant Karol Szymanowski, saw her eagerness to compose and suggested, as he did to all his most talented students, that she should go to Paris and study composition and analysis with Madame Nadia Boulanger. And off she went. By this stage, Boulanger, a rigorous and exacting teacher, was already famous, gathering around her a cosmopolitan mix of students, encouraging each to find their own particular voice. For Batsevich, outside Poland, for the first time, the stimulus must have been profound. Paris in the 1930s was the time of Stravinsky, Poulenc, Martinu, Honegger, that whole neoclassical gang – and in her hands, she transformed it and made this style her own.
composed in 1935, the closing movement of the trio for oboe, violin and cello, played by Diana Ambache and friends. Madame Boulanger always had a lot to say about writing for the voice, about text-setting, idiom, balancing the accompaniment, of discovering one's own musical language through poetry. While Batsevich sadly didn't write as much for the solo voice as she might have liked, we get a tantalizing glimpse of her approach to songwriting at this early stage of her career in her three songs of 1938, setting three poems from the 10th century Arabic collection, The Garden of Caresses. The first song is entitled Mamidlo, Illusion. I fell asleep and had a dream. I dreamt of a tiered caravan in the desert which I led. And that beautiful illusion came before my eyes, and it was you. Illusion from the Three Songs on Arabic Poems of 1938, tenor Daniel Weeks, accompanied by Naomi Oliphant. This period also saw Batsevich venture into orchestral writing. An orchestral player herself, she was a superb violinist, and when she returned to Warsaw, became the leader of the Polish Radio Orchestra. The income and connections were handy, but it did limit time for composition. After abandoning many early attempts, she was a great one for killing her darlings, creatively speaking, the first orchestral work that she acknowledged and survives is this overture, composed in 1943. It was wartime, 
and the people of Poland under occupation were suffering terribly. You might be forgiven for thinking that this overture is just a piece of fantasy, Batsevich wishing herself away to the bright lights of Hollywood or somewhere, but peak beneath the surface and all that energy begins to look frenetic, almost overactive, a document of desperate times. Listen out also for the rhythmic passion of three short notes and one long da, not a Beethoven reference, but instead Morse code for the letter V, for victory, the covert symbol of anti-fascist resistance heard in the very opening bars. from Overture of 1943, played by the Polish Radio Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Łukasz Borowicz. In the nightmare years of the Second World War, Grazina Batsevich's Warsaw home became something of a temporary refuge for the hungry, and she held secret concerts to raise money for relief funds. Amazingly, she found the energy to keep composing, with some works, such as the Suite for Two Violins, premiered at these underground concerts. 
After the war, things were obviously a lot easier, and Batsevich's music becomes more confident and direct. Her resilience somehow even allowed her to sidestep some of the more obvious aspects of the socialist realism demanded of artists in communist Poland. She certainly makes use of folk song elements in her music of the 1940s and 50s, but there are no obvious patriotic or political messages. One work that was especially successful was the Concerto for String Orchestra, composed in 1948. After winning the Polish State Prize in 1950, it enjoyed a rapturous reception at its American premiere in Washington, D.C. two years later. A fascinating reinvention of the Baroque Concerto Grosso, its slow middle movement is beautifully expressive with its shimmering violin lines. A wonderful piece. The Radom Chamber Orchestra, conductor Maciej Żoltowski, with part of the second movement, Andante, from Grazina Batsevich's Concerto for String Orchestra. 
But Savage maintained a wonderful sense of rigour and drive in her music, and she certainly wasn't one to stand still. Reflecting on the growth of her musical style, she described her outlook very clearly. I disagree with those who maintain that once a composer develops her own style, she should stick to it. I find such an opinion totally alien. It impedes further development and growth. Every composition completed today will belong to the past tomorrow. A composer should not only deepen her creation and improve upon it, but should also expand its scope. I believe that in my music, even though I do not consider myself an innovator, a certain trend of progression is discernible. Progress is a quality sometimes difficult to judge, but Batsevich wasn't deaf to the new ideas emerging in music through the 1950s, and we can hear a shift in approach coming through in her 1959 work, Music for Strings, Trumpets and Percussion. This is bold, dynamic music, superbly uncompromising from the start, with its mercurial opening. From the opening of Batsevich's Music for Strings, Trumpets and Percussion, we heard the New London Orchestra, directed by Ronald Corp. That work went on to win first prize in the orchestral section of the International Rostrum of Composers in Paris 
1960. We finish with another prize-winning effort, this one, the last of her seven violin concertos, which was composed in 1965. A very fine violinist herself, she was able to write intuitively for the instrument, with a vivid feeling for tone colour. In this work, we hear her incorporate serialist techniques, reflecting her listening of a new generation of composers like Zhishtof Penderecki and Henrik Goretzky, and this adds an extra dimension. In her hands, the violin becomes a singer without words, and in the slow movement, draws us into a surreal dream world. Grazina Batsevich would die just a month shy of her 60th birthday in early 1969, leaving behind her four symphonies, seven violin concertos and string quartets, a huge store of other chamber music, a radio opera, three ballets and much else besides. One of the most significant Polish and indeed European composers of the 20th century, hers is a voice we need to know better. And so we listen to violinist Joanna Kirkovich with the Polish Radio Symphony Orchestra conducted by Łukasz Borowicz with the opening of the slow movement of Batsevich's Violin Concerto No. 7. <laughs> 